solution has to have humor to it. The vegan chitlins are great. Fucking welcome. I lost weed in my room and I can't find where I kept it. See, but like, it's your room. Like, how you going? <laughs> oh, I don't know where it is. You know, sometimes when you hide something from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those. I was just holding a tincture today, like a little bottle, and I cannot find where I put it down at. And I have weed flower that I just don't know where the fuck it is. And I'm just like, something going on. What's going on? My bad. What's happening, folks? I, I lost on. my weed. My phone. Oh, you lost your weed? Oh, you was too high. Uh, I was trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> I had plans. Yeah, plans to get high. So was you high before you lost the weed, or was you just on some uh, COVID? I was, off of, I was coming off of something, and so I was like, "Let me get right back where we just were." And now, right. can't get there. Can't get back. Lost the weed. Mm, 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 mm. The homie used to do a joke about uh, his room was so dirty, and he couldn't find his weed until he started cleaning up. And he'll find the weed, but then he'll stop cleaning and be like, oh, the room is clean enough now, right? <laughs> <laughs> or you find it and then you forget what you were doing because now you're smoking. That's funny. Yeah, my bad. I got a, a friend right here that we just... What up? On this show. What it is. We got a show in San Diego this Saturday. We're getting ready for... Y'all trying to figure out what delicious seafood taquerias you're going to hit up? Nah, we're going to see what the vegan chitlin's looking like. Y'all both vegan? Oh. Y'all huh? both vegan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you both. not hotels? Why vegan? Something's <laughs> happening. What's going on? Gang, gang. The whole squad vegan. You're all vegan and not hotels. We all vegan and not hotels. <laughs> yes. That's You are hilarious. <laughs> I need I need to interview every single one of you. How did you find each other? How did you judge Hotep like program? <laughs> There's so many questions. How do we navigate the Hotep Yes, how did you become vegan without first being Hotep? Because ev- almost every black black vegan I've met had yeah, that phase. I drove by. I drove by the Hotep neighborhood. You're right. I it's took like a rest stop at Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Sunrise took a hold. You did. Okay, you see? You kicked it over there. It's like a sundown town that every there. vegan nigga got to just pass through. You just got to pass through it once. Yeah, you got to pass through it. And black people, this is our natural food. This is our natural diet, <laughs> brothers and sisters. Right it's right there. Your gut knows how to heal you. <laughs> you know, your gut. The healing begins with the Ain't no KFC in Africa. No. You see, sister, woman, you're not supposed to have a period. Did you say woman? Yes, woman. Did you say woman? <laughs> the one, the first time a man told me I wasn't supposed to have a period. I just <laughs> I just know those words are not in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? And I just was like, what the fuck are you saying to me, sir? I don't. He's like, yeah, it's because you be eating corn. I was like, what the fuck? The corn? How to do with my fucking <laughs> He said that's it, that your your period then I heard the Dr. Sabi version, which is that your period blood's supposed to be green. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be green because of the chlorophyll. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wow. you're supposed to be drinking. It's just um yeah. So again, when that's a whole squad of niggas, vegan, who are not hoteps, I'm perplexed. Yeah, I think about it every day. I, <laughs> every night before I go to sleep, I just think, how did we get here? <laughs> 
<laughs> Nobody's supposed to be here, you know? Ain't nobody supposed to be here. Hot oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Never. All right. That's all. That's all you're getting. That's also why I was asking how y'all made it past Hotep. We all had dress. Because had dress. that's what. Oh, okay. I was going to say it was that, and you're supposed to have a white wife by now. Like, that's that's in the bylaws. You didn't check. No. No, we on our. What's that cat name? You about to go get an island somewhere, like uh, brother? No, don't say. It. What's his don't name? Say What's it. that no, dude's no, name? No, no. <laughs> no, not polite. What's polite? the other guy's no, name? Nature boy. Nature boy. <laughs> <laughs> we about to be in goddamn Puerto Puerto Rico, like Nature Boy. Man, Nature Boy scam everybody out they out they PPP before PPP was even a thing. He got like thirty people to come out, give him money, basically. Him as a cult leader in some island, and it all went bad. He was just like, he was in Mexico fucking all these girls. All these dudes came out. He got everybody pregnant. It was all bad. We need to do a full breakdown on cults and the power of the second location. Because... (laughs) 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 If they can't get you to the second location... It's not going to work all the way. So every big cult leader <laughs> believes yeah. in the Every cult is about relocating. Location. Yeah. Dislocation. We got to remove you from your anchor. Yes, we do. Yeah. Dr. Snavy took them to where? To Guyana? <laughs> uh, what's mm. his name? Jim Jones took them to God damn it, I think it might be oh, Diana. I believe you put the Ivory Coast or some shit. She put Jim Jones and Dr. Savy together. I'd be forgetting that you could just Google it. it- nah, the thing with Dr. Savy is, uh, of course, he's kept real hush-hush, and I don't want to be docked. And all these young hoes? Yeah, he did. He was fucking into his 80s. He was fucking all these young hoes in their 20s and shit. He had that alkaline diet. He was up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put him I put him on the same same tier as like a Gandhi. Like they were doing the same fuck though. Low key, low key. I mean, I think Gandhi was probably more aligned with white supremacy, but I would agree. Hold up. All right. Time to educate me. What fucked up shit was Gandhi on? Same shit. So he got young girls would say that was his wife and then would just have them in the house doing and like doing creep shit, like laying naked next to them and all of that type of shit. That and then before he found his path of nonviolence and became a guru and everything, he was very racist because um, he was a Indian person living in South Africa, and he's quoted. Yeah, he still kind of like identified with the class system and supported like the class yeah. system that they had. That was apartheid really- system. So he used to talk very bad about niggas, very bad. I don't know if he ever fully recanted those statements for real, for real. Maybe he did, maybe he did not. But the shit with the young girls was enough to be. Did he stop the young girls you know, after the uh, guruness, or was he just on that the entire As time? soon as he became a guru, he intensified the young girl shit because now you can do things with impunity. And that's why the cult leader needs the second location. Need that second location. This my, my other house. Other house. And I'm supreme leader here. And then they changed their name to something else. And then Dr. Sebi claimed he, um, what was it, cured AIDS. And 
the government took him to court and he couldn't prove that he cured AIDS. And they told him he had to stop saying that he cured AIDS. No, no, he did prove. He brought like 97 people to court. Yeah, um, but he, he couldn't prove in court that he cured AIDS. He, he could prove that to a certain extent, maybe some symptoms got managed, but there was no direct scientific correlation. Um, to his treatments and any any positive benefits for people. But now, did you see that video of the man who had an allergic reaction to Dr. Sammy products? To what? What happened to him? So his head just started inflating. What? Oh, shit. Yeah, his head just started inflating. Um, oh, God. Damn, you shouldn't have sent me this shit. I'm so sad I laid eyes on this unfortunate... <laughs> God, don't click the link if you ain't clicked it, Stephen. Doctor Sabi did this nigga dirty. Oh God, yuck! I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. That's not his final form, unfortunately. His head also just started expanding like he was in the fucking Willy Wonka factory. That was, oh Gosh. man, yep. that was disturbing. I'm disturbed. I was really on a good a good wave for the last week. I was feeling real good. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was channeling my natural high. I was over here eating good. I was focusing on my, my inner chakras. Oh, my inner chakras. Not your chakras. Actually, I, I think, Ryan, you probably, you with a hotep phase would be interesting to watch. Like I, You got to tell me what the phases of a hotep are. Oh, okay. To go through that. First, I mean, you can't get baby locks. So I'm thinking a koofy for you. Do you see a koofy for okay. him, Stephen? I see a koofy in his future. He's going to look very much like he's from Philly, right? Because you already got a Philly beard. You're going to start reading books, hella books. Some going to make sense, some don't. It's going to be a little 48 Laws of Power plus how to win friends and influence people because, you know, you classy. I already, I already read See what I'm saying? You're on a slippery I slope. The I read the latter. I read the latter because I was in sales. But the 48 hours of power, whatever, I was like, mm, I don't really care about power. So, like, I didn't, I didn't read it. Ah. Am I, am I proving that I have potential to be a hotep or am I disproving? Uh, yeah, you are. You are. Um, you already got a Philly beard. So that's ridiculous. And then, um, we're going to get you a koofy. And then you're going to be like Muslim affiliated. And then. People do think I look Muslim now. Yeah. Like the five times a day prayer, I don't know if you're going to hit it per se. And it's that inherent laziness that I feel like is going to make you a good hotep. Oh, because yeah. they're selective with their hotep. Incredibly selective. Like they only read the book to the third or fourth chapter enough to bastardize whatever the fuck the point of the book is. Right. Reading the headline, not the article. Never the know? article. That would be too much. And also, the article is where the man puts his messages. If you read just the headline, mm. that's divine inspiration. What? This is an ignorant question, but I don't know the answer. What? What is the female equivalent to a hotep? Is, is there such a thing? Hoteptress or a pick-me, honestly. <laughs> like do, the, do the hoteps let, let the women into their hotepery? They have a place. A second location? No, well, they have a place in the hierarchy, and it's, well, always beneath the man. You nice. got to be there. You got to make sure you're not having a period, because period, obviously, is caused by the food. Make sure you don't have a period. Well, if you go fully raw vegan for a couple of years, your body will eventually 
<laughs> consume all of the fat that keeps your hormones regulated and stable and eventually your period will stop but according to them that's a sign of health or your period wow. will turn green y'all ever think there's just too many people in the world yep. no because that's slightly eugenicist but i do think we don't need to know everybody's thoughts i think it's too many people <laughs> That's a campaign slogan. There's too many people. Not that I'm going to do anything about it. I just want someone to confirm with me what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? Because that way, if you make it a campaign slogan, at least you can bring people together. Because I think most people could agree like, yeah, it is too many people. And the disagreement comes like, all right, which people are the people that should go? That's a whole thing I'm not trying to get into. But everyone Mm. can kind of agree. Yeah, too many people. And we we just end it there. Just so everyone can have one thing to agree on. There's too many people. But anyways, congratulations to Steven for surviving. You did it. Thanks, Steven. Steven's dead. Oh, god damn it. Steven's balls need some carrots. <laughs> yeah, it's the carrots. He choked on one. Steven, are you My bad. A uh, friend just called me and found a dead body outside his house. Uh, somebody was dead outside outside of his house outside his garage uh he I mean, you know, yeah you re-explain <laughs> you ain't even re-explain it. you just restated it i just restated what it was all right uh, <laughs> a comic friend of mine went outside to his garage to go get his truck when he went outside to get his truck there was a man in front of the garage door who he assumed was sleeping he tried to wake this man up and he would not wake up. And he... Wait, yes, with his hands? All of the things. Death is contagious. <laughs> nigga better get some Lysol. That's why that nigga said, I'm about to go make some juice right now. I'm about to change my life. <laughs> nigga, did you say with his hand? This is not stand by me. You niggas want to see a dead body? Like, that's not... You're going to poke it with a stick? Yeah, I was saying, this nigga better find a stick. He actually moved the guy because he was in front of the garage. So he kind of like moved him, completely moved him and pulled him in front of a whole nother garage. <laughs> and, then, and then took off and came back and realized the dude had thrown up either in an OD or whatever, but he was dead. He was just there in his own throw up, just posted, just dead. Hold up. I'm going to, you say he moved him in front of a different garage? Yeah, because he, he had to get his truck out. <laughs> At this point, I'm assuming he did not realize that the dude was dead. He did not know he was dead. He didn't. And he actually just put the blanket back over him. So he was kind of like a quasi coroner because he just put his blanket back over him and drove off. Is this nigga already in therapy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, what you said? He drove off. He just went to work unbeknownst to him that he just left the dead person there. He didn't know he was dead when he touched, when he moved him. I feel like it's callous to laugh at, like, someone dying. But at the same time, like, I don't know. We, like, I feel like we at the age where everyone has someone close enough to him die. And I feel like after you have, like, someone close to you die, like, you're kind of allowed to laugh at death a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, at death and just in general. Yeah. Like, now it's allowed to be funny. Right, right, right. Like, if you've gone to a funeral... And then later on, or maybe during, like, laughed about some shit about the funeral or at the funeral, 
then I feel like you're good to, to laugh at other death stuff. No, actually, I haven't been high in like a week. I will say, though, I've been riding a natural high for, for quite some time. Like I was saying earlier. Come on, Black Boy Joy. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't fucking around when I mentioned like the whole chakras thing. I mean, granted, I don't know shit about chakras. But if I want to get high, instead of smoking weed, I just been sitting down on the couch and just focusing on feeling good. I get some nice little body tingles going. I feel warm inside. And then if I focus enough, I can kind of feel like a little loopy, little loose in my brain, too. So you are becoming Dr. Sebi right here before our eyes. <laughs> Am I? Mm-hmm. Is that his thing? I, I just because when I was reading that book for that from that guru dude, he was like, oh, your body got natural cannabis receptors. He was like, yeah, there's some people that can just kind of get high on their own. And I was like, oh, word. That sounds cool. And then one random day when I was back in the Bay for Christmas, I was just chilling on the couch. I wasn't really paying attention to anything. And all of a sudden I just started feeling good. I was like, Ooh, what's happening here. And then since then I've kind of been able to activate the fun feels, but it's pretty cool. No, that sounds like you you got some Zen like abilities right there. Maybe that's what it is. I have no idea. I don't know, but it's pretty cool. That's all I know. Well, I mean, if people, if people around them, we all have access to do that. Like if it was a light switch, just recognize it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure it out because I was pretty sure it was just gonna be like a one-time thing. Because it feels like I'm sure y'all have experienced like a natural high before, and it just happens randomly. I've had a natural high before. Yeah, I've mostly had it from marijuana, but <laughs> I think they call it being happy. I've experienced that. <laughs> Speaking of high, though, uh, so yeah. check this out. I just got a gig for the 14th now it's a weed market i shouldn't do it it pays 40 bucks so that's cool you know a little incentive go out there i get to do 20 minutes which is also really great but this is the thing not every show you should do or say yes to but i do want to check out i've been to the turf market a couple of times and i've seen the show every time i've seen the show it's never gone well because basically this is what the turf market is It's a warehouse or an outdoor enclosed parking lot or some shit like that. And it's a basically... Weed shows suck, bro. It's not just a weed show. It's a market. It's like a swap meet. It's a farmer's market. So people are just walking around in a circle buying different weed and weed products, whether it's drinks, whether it's cookies, whether it's actual bud from this person, from that person, from these people who grew in Hawaii, from these people who grew up the street, from whatever. And it's like 50 tables. It sounds like something you should do. Yes, yes. Though what I'm saying is you have to know what type of show is for what. Is for what are you going to do? Like, what are you throwing at? Well, you know, how are you, what's the game plan? Every show has a different game plan. Some people want you to do five minutes, but it's five minutes in front of the AKAs. And they want you to do something about, you know, their sorority or some shit, you know, and there's be a fucking 50,000 people there from different chapters or something. <laughs> five minutes. Just yeah. <laughs> God, I hate that. I hate it. So I hate it so much. I'd say it till I die. I hate that noise. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, everything I'm just saying, everything requires like a somewhat of a game plan and a little structure. So, so what's the, what's the game plan going to be? 
Like, are you allowed? That's my to game plan. My game plan is just going like that, as opposed to most comics who approach the show thinking, "Oh, it's just going to be a normal show. I'm just going to do my set." And it doesn't go well. No, I'm approaching it with, no, y'all ain't even here for comedy. Y'all didn't even know comedy was going on. But here it is. You're going to get this right here in your face. Look at you over here. <laughs> y'all know how the, the bud tenders at the weed shop are always bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the one I, by me, I'm trying to holler at her. <laughs> but I keep buying shake. <laughs> Talk about happy place is the stool. I love the stool. I've been trying not to use the stool as much lately because I feel like I should make sure I'm not uncomfortable standing up. God, dog. Last night I was doing the whole act out shit though. I was all over the I was all over the stage last night. See, it just it just depends on what you want to do. Last night I was pacing. I was doing act outs. I'm leaning up against the wall, but I you know I feel like where I'm home at is just me trying to be more poise and like more not trying to get, I feel like I'd be laughing too much. I'd be giving myself away. I'd be trying to keep myself <laughs> contained. I want to be more monotone, a little bit more stoic really on stage instead of being too, too amp. I always be wondering about that. Right now where I'm at with call it being stoic versus being animated is just call it like five minutes before you get up, check the vibe of the room and just match that. And once you've tuned into the vibe, then take it where you want to go. But all else equal, I'm trying to figure out if it's better to be stoic and talk your shit so people really listen and appreciate the jokes that you're spitting and what you're talking about. Right, right. Or if it's better to be like a pop song, like uh, like Mike Posner. Remember that song you had, like the Pill and Ibiza song, and the song slapped? Isn't it cooler than me? Yeah. yeah. Got your high shades. Yes. That dude, the, the, the singer white boy. So he had that song, I think it was like with Avicii or something. It was like Pillin' Ibiza from like, I don't know, five, ten years ago. Yes, that one. And everyone loved the song. It was so good. It was great on the radio, put you in a great mood, played at festivals, all that kind of stuff. And then you listen to the lyrics for the first time, or when he came out with the acoustic version, you're like, holy shit, this man is singing about extreme depression. Extreme. So point being i'm trying to figure out like is it better if you're talking about some more serious or at least interesting subject matter like how do we want to view transgender people or race relations or whatever to deliver it in that excited hilarious way or is it better to be more stoic when you're delivering it and i don't i don't really know i think it's just your style i'm looking at like gerard carmichael gerard be talking about some dark shit but he never modulates it's always with that same key it's always that it's always like him same delivery same style same everything but it just works for him because that's his style i feel like yeah a part of me feels like i gotta capitulate just a little bit because um i got some stuff working for and against me so people are always constantly giving me that feedback of yeah you gotta be a little bit more animated you gotta walk around you gotta and maybe i have to do that (laughs) (laughs) like it is a performance at the end of the day right and maybe i just have to perform and be another person yeah see yeah i feel like i get kind of pigeonholed in the in the idea of okay you have eight minutes and the guy who's up before me 
basically got the room fucking flat. And for me, I feel kind of trapped in a way to where I can't really get into these in-depth, really dope jokes and concepts sometimes if if the audience doesn't know me. And especially if the room is already flat, I got to hit him with something I know that works, whether it is race, whether it's it's not, whatever it is, I, I got to make sure it works. I mean, everyone came up and said it was great. They enjoyed it. The, the jokes went cool, but it still is like, that's not me. And that's only because I only got eight minutes to do what I was there to do. I go back and forth because I feel like, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all those things. Like, you want to be in the spectrum. That's the weird thing to me about comedic style, right, is... At a certain point, you want to bring yourself on stage. But in real life, when it comes to being yourself, you oscillate between sad, happy, stern, go lucky. And I feel like when I watch a lot of the comics that are on and got like got their specials, they, they stay in a pretty familiar pocket. Yes, they feel like, familiar, but you don't know them. You yeah. feel like you know them, but you don't know them. So I do think, yeah, I just have to commit to a performing persona. Where I feel mm-hmm. like I am somebody that you know, but you don't fucking know me. I guess it just takes time to figure out what that persona looks like. Because obviously it's got to work, but at the same time, it's got to work for you. It's who you were in corporate. I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. That's a dry <laughs> heave. <laughs> And a lot of times bookers will get you out to a spot like here in L.A., a lot of people. And this happened multiple times where Santa Barbara is like three hours away. San San Diego is three hours away. And you will get hit up from bookers all the time being like, oh, come out here, do seven minutes. And it's not paid, but it's an audition spot. And you're just going to audition for a paid gig and to headline later. And you get out there and it's like, oh, no, you can just come back you know, next week or next two weeks and uh, do the spot again. They want you to bark for 30, 40 minutes. You don't get any of the money from barking. And you do the set, you do you do really well. And you're like, all right, well, what's next? Do we get another date? Is there a pay gig later? Do we talk to another booker? And they're like, oh, no, it doesn't really work that way. Basically, you could just uh, come back and, um, you know, do a set. And we're like, well, we can't come back here for free. Like, we just came down here drove three hours like you want us just to come back down here for free again he was like yeah that's just how it works it's just exposure and i'm like man this is why i'm setting up my own shit because we met a meth head there who is a booker for the la jolla laugh factory so it was like he was a hella cool but he does meth and he was just all over the place and he said he was on mushrooms but that's not how mushrooms make you act i know (laughs) mushrooms i know mushrooms nigga that ain't no mushroom that ain't no mushroom <laughs> reaction. Hey, my nigga had the, the purple poison mushroom from Mario. That's what that was. So there's a lot of people who will set you on a dream and say you on this shit. And uh, they get comedians to drive out to, from L.A. to San Diego all the time. I got got like that on a on a casino gig like four years ago. Someone was like, come out here for a casino gig. We pay $500. But the first time you come out here is just going to be an audition. And you get out there in a casino, ain't even a casino. It's a bingo hall with a bunch of Filipino people in there playing bingo. Ain't even there for comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, some bookers and producers really are evil. That's why I, I'm starting 
Um, I'm starting to think that there's a lot to getting it out the mud and like really, really like exactly what you're doing already, Steven, making your own space. And then that you just got something that's yours once a week, however long it is, and just making that show as good as it possibly can be. You always got a space to work out. Folks start relying on it. They right. enjoy it. Eventually you can get your bands up and maybe do half the rent, all the rent, like whatever it is. Because, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but it comes back to the fact that like as a comic, until you on, you are disposable. That's just right to the left, to the left. I'm not looking for nobody's validation or respect. This shit was unique. It's like catching light, lightning in the bottle. This is great, man. The vegan chitlin circuit. Fucking welcome. Like the revolution has to have humor to it. Humor to it. Like catching light, lightning in the bottle. The vegan chitlin circuit. Fucking welcome.